0: Your band sounds great, but how does it look? No one knows if you're in the dark. Light up your gigs with Chauvet DJ. Chauvet DJ is the brand of affordable and easy-to-use entertainment lighting that can help your band rise above the competition with great-looking and dynamic visual stage looks. From pack-and-go lighting systems that set up and tear down in seconds to Bluetooth-enabled lighting with the touch of a button or the step of a foot pedal, Chauvet DJ has your gig lighting covered. You rock the gig, Chauvet DJ will make sure the crowd sees you do it. Rock in the spotlight with Chauvet DJ. Learn more at ChauvetDJ.com. What's up, video professionals? This is the Cover (laughs) Band Confidential Podcast, the podcast for cover band musicians and band leaders to learn how to rock more and suck less. Here in Atlanta, Georgia, I am Adam Johnson.
1: And here in Greensboro, North Carolina, Dan Ray.
0: We're trying something um, that... I'm. I don't even know why I'm bringing it up because it probably won't work.
1: Well, you mentioned video professionals, so there's a question in the air.
0: Yes, are we? No, no, not even, not even a little bit. I did post a uh, a, a video on YouTube of one of our rants that uh, initially got this whole conversation started. Um, it was too long, and everybody said so, so I made it shorter, and that made it better. I think It did it did. So there'll probably be more rants coming. I mean that's what YouTube's for, right? It was built yep. for rants. It is. But like not too long ones. No, 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 no. These God are the things we learn.
1: God help you if your rant is more than 3 3 minutes, nobody's going to ain't nobody got time for that.
0: Absolutely true. Uh so it's been like 2 weeks since I've uh, heard from you. You were out and about last week. So uh w- what you been up to?
1: Well, last week I was um yeah, I was out and about. I was at a um a This is so fascinating. It's fascinating stuff. I was at a week-long conference on real estate data standards that does sound so interesting right it's i know it's an expression of how weird i am that i do find that totally fascinating um um but there was no music involved and uh, i actually missed the karaoke night i was busy entertaining some customers so i didn't even get to go to karaoke um but the guy i was there with the co-worker that i went with did go to the karaoke karaoke i said karaoke karaoke and um It was his second part of the evening, and uh, he actually stumbled down the stairs coming off stage from singing something by Rammstein. That's all I know about that. Mm. Um, And probably re his ACL. Um, (laughs) Flew home the (laughs) next day with a torn ACL, like left the conference early because, yeah, rough. I can't even imagine. That's not great. No, no. Not
0: great. Yeah. Well, I will tell you what is great. What's great? the line 6 HX stump.
1: Ooh, yeah, you've yes, you you've you've boarded it up and
0: I have. So, um I I had some uh so I had a little extra money laying around and I was like, "You know what? It's time to uh to make this thing proper." So, um I got the Shore GLX 16D wireless unit. Mm-hmm. Which um our other guitar player already had, and everybody that I know that has one swears by them. Um I was not successful with my G10 S um experience. So um I got one of those on Craigslist for a steal of a deal, uh roughly two hundred dollars below retail. That's great. Um felt pretty good about that.
1: And that is really the pro standard, that unit is yeah.
0: top of the line. Yeah, as far as the pedal based tuner mm-hmm. slash wireless, that is the that is the the one. Um so got one of those and then um, threw down a little extra money for a couple of other uh, bits and bobs. Um, one of them being the onstage pedal board, which is like 18 and a half inches. But um, it came with a carrying case. It's ro- it's it's basically cold rolled aluminum. Um, it is very robust and it was very affordable. It's like $40 nice. on Amazon. Yeah. Um, I oh, really came, wanted... Came with Velcro? Uh, yep. Nice. Yeah. Um, I wanted to get the pedal train Nano. That's really what I wanted. But I couldn't justify spending over $100 for something I could get for a third of what they were charging. Um, So I've got a little bit of space in between everything, which isn't the worst thing in the world. Sure. But um, everything's all set up. I got one of those uh, non-latching two-button controller deals and got it mapped to uh, up – kind of select my presets and stuff. And, um, the power source that I got, the custom one comes in tomorrow and I'll have a a full fledged board. Um, and I'm just, I'm super excited. That's awesome. (laughs) I have to carry my flipping helix in the PT pro, uh, road case with the wheels on it. Wow. So this will be a big upgrade. That's
1: good. You know, I'm carrying the, the, um, helix LT in the helix backpack. Yep. And um, that's pretty manageable. There are places I play where um, there isn't – I have to be kind of creative to get enough floor space to lay it down. Uh, I can't imagine. You know, I I graduated to it from a 48-inch pedal train. Yeah. um, Which was (laughs) absurd. It was absurd. It was ridiculous. Um, But even before that, I was on a – 32 inch I think and that was that was a long time on that and and so helix is much much smaller the full the well the lt is much smaller than what I came to it from I can hardly yeah. imagine having all that power in you know 18 inches of space that's pretty cool yeah eight yeah that's what she said um the
0: yeah, yeah the main thing is uh the compactness and um a lot of times because we split center having a pedal board up front isn't always feasible mm. um but I think this will allow it to be more feasible good so I'm I'm we've got uh we got something coming up this weekend and then next weekend as well so I'll be able to put it through its paces but I'm I'm very optimistic that this will be the thing that um makes my life a little bit easier and that's all we're after in this world you know it really is Do you have any other fun developments? Uh,
1: I do, but I want to hang on to it for when we're more into the meat of the thing. Now, you said you have something coming up next weekend. Why don't you tell us a little about that?
0: Um, So this coming weekend, and that's actually a part of what we're going to talk about this evening. Well, so then Um, there we are, aren't we? Here we are. We're basically there. Yeah. Um, But the one after that is just a a standard high school reunion. Um, The only tricky part with that is that there is a dad band uh, from the high school. That's quote unquote opening for us. Hmm. Um, So there's going to be, there's some logistical challenges there because they want to bring amps and they want to do all of these things. And um, we're going to play ball, as they say. Um, This is my high school. Uh, It's their 30 year reunion. My 20 year reunion is actually next year. So, um, and it's close by, it's like right by my parents' house. So I'm willing to play ball um, for this one. Yeah. But yeah, so there you go we're going to keep it short and sweet. You know, that's what you guys are after. It's just, you know, and I, Dan and I have been talking, you know, we look through a lot of different things and, and metrics with um, what is going on with the stuff that you guys like to listen to. And, you know, our numbers around kind of basics, um, general businessy things, kind of getting started. Things have been the things that resonate
1: the most with you guys. It really is amazing. You know, the, the, the top, 10 probably most listened episodes are interviews Mm -hmm. and then ones that were from early on that are like song selection, I think is number two lifetime most downloaded and listened to episode. Um, um, getting gigs and building relationships with venues is right up there. Um, uh, starting up a band, I think episode two podception, we called it.
0: (laughs) Yep. Right. (laughs) You know, we, um, actually I, we had somebody post in the group, um, today asking about you know how do i command myself on a bigger stage yeah i refer her back to episode five which is the body moving that's right stagecraft one that's right so
1: so we covered a lot of stuff and and what we've noticed by what's come to the top of the statistics is that our listeners seem to be into sort of the meaty how to you know our esoteric ones the ones that um you know, were chatty and not so full of actionable stuff did not get downloaded near as often. So learn something there, right?
0: Yeah, and you know, different strokes for different folks, I think. And um, but we we definitely want to play to our base. So totally, here we are. no, that's what you do. Yep. So we want to talk today about starting up a new project. Yep. Starting from scratch, ground zero, from the very beginning. That is what we're talking about tonight.
1: Yep. From today. the ground up. Yep. From the floor to the, I'm out of to ed- the metaphors for starting yeah. from the beginning.
0: This is going great so far.
1: It really is. We're killing it. We're killing it. And, and there is a reason why we're bringing this up this week, right, Adam? So what is the thing that you are starting this week?
0: So, um, been as much as I've, you know, we've been talking about different things and, um, trying to, uh, diversify the ATL party bands brand. Um, one of them was kind of splitting off, um, our eighties project from our nineties, I'm sorry, splitting off our nineties project from the eighties project, because we tried to do them together as one thing and it got kind of confusing brand wise. So we, um, have created a nineties imprint called can't hardly wait and they are playing their first show this coming Saturday. Excellent. The added thing is that we are – that project is opening for members only. How perfect is that? So this gives the, um, gives the agency, quote unquote, the ability to kind of promote the fact that two of our bands are playing one event. Um, and it's just – yeah, it's been an interesting um, process and we're getting closer and closer to getting it all sorted out. So.
1: Um, and so how much does the personnel overlap between the two bands? 100%. Okay, how much does the the costuming overlap between the two bands?
0: Um I'm not quite sure yet. We okay. haven't we haven't quite gotten like this my intent is to um is to hire a video guy for this weekend mm-hmm. um to generate promo. But um I think the things that will benefit um this project will have been the five to six years of trial and error that we have been through uh with members only. I think it will make the um placement marketing and rollout of this project a bit smoother. Sure. I think that's really the main thing.
1: Sure. So given you have no placement marketing or rollout, what are what are your actions around that?
0: Um so first off is generating good promo. And then um Right now, if you go onto, um, ATL party bands website, um, members only generates the most, um, it's got the most media behind it because it's the one that's been around the longest. Mm -hmm. Um, so having something in, um, having something in line with the quality of that media will make it easier to put, pitch it to other groups, um, other events and other planners and things like that. Um, the other thing that we're trying to do is um, doing a, a reconfiguration um, and potentially doing some trio stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and with the '90s thing, it, that that's totally doable. Um, with the '80s stuff, it's not; it's a little bit more challenging, but not not too bad. Um, so, you know, for us, it's a matter of not necessarily starting from scratch because we do kind of have a foundation that we're building on. But the aesthetic, the uh, the branding the song selection, all of that stuff is kind of new and it's definitely, it's, it's a work in progress. And, and one of the things that has been just insanely valuable and something that I appreciate so much is that um, I've had the ability to reach out to other um, members of our group, who are doing this kind of uh, this kind of music uh, and they have been very generous with their information and sharing. And um, it's just been, it's been cool to just kind of make connections with people in other States. Um, I've made uh, contact with uh, two '90s bands in particular, one in uh, the Chicagoland area, the other one uh, in the Baltimore area, uh, who have been uh, super helpful and just very encouraging. So it's been really cool. Awesome. And I, I, we, we had our first rehearsal last week and um, our next one is tomorrow night and we had so much fun. I think just the, the, just having the same guys in the same room playing new material uh, was just a real shot in the arm for us creatively and just kind of vibe wise. It it was, it was a lot of fun.
1: Great. That's great.
0: I'm, 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 I'm super pumped about it. Um, I think it's going to be a good time and, you know, as much as I love the '80s tunes, the '90s stuff was—you know—I was in high school during the '90s, so all of that—that that music resonates with me a lot more. So I, I'm—I'm—I can't wait. I yeah. hope it goes well. You can't hardly. I can't hardly wait, and we've actually used that in the in our promo. We can't hardly wait for this show on Saturday. Right, right. It's yeah, good branding. Good job, job, me. Good job. Pat, pat my on the back. Good job, you.
1: You know, there, there really is this thing about new project energy. It's, it's the, the beginnings are, beginnings are neat. yeah. Beginnings are neat and there's a lot to do and there's a lot to focus on and think about. And, you know, you put your attention around it and your energy behind it and new ideas just come flowing out of you in a way that like for, for a project that's been up for a few years, it's, it's, it's sort of calcified, you know, it's got its way, it's done, it's done things and marketed things and it doesn't mean you're not creative about it, but, um, there's just, there's just some, even a new thing kind of has to, has to break the old before it can be new. And, and, yeah. you know, versus a new brand new project, there's like just nothing. And you're, you're creating from scratch from thin air and it's just, it's really great.
0: Yeah. um You know, like you were saying like, oh, well we've, we, we can, we can look at things differently because it is, even though it's the same personnel, different brand, different environment, different audience so, um, the thing that I'm enjoying is that we're doing a lot more hip hop and, and like R and B stuff. Fun. Um, so flexing a different set of muscles vocally. Mm-hmm. Um, we're doing, we're working on a, uh, on a medley right now. That's got like no scrubs and no diggity awesome. and gangsters paradise and pony and like all of these songs that I really, really love that I've never had an opportunity to sing. Um, it's, it's been, it's been a lot of fun.
1: That's good. We do gangsters paradise and it kills.
0: Yeah. Every time. I can imagine. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Well, that's exciting.
0: Yeah. It's been great. Yeah. Very good.
1: So what about you? Well, so, um, you know, I've been doing the solo acoustic thing for uh, about a year, maybe a little more than a year now, um, in a few different sort of modes. And- um, like, like Aeolian? Yeah. And Dorian? Yeah. Like the like the, like the the hurricane. Yeah. That, that almost yeah. called it a tornado, but it's bigger than a tornado. Yes.
0: Yeah.
1: Ocean tornado. Yeah.
0: Water. Plus other things. Water spinner.
1: Um, Yeah. And so that's been all good. And I've been, you know, kind of trying to be creative about that and thinking of new new things to do. And um, simultaneously, I've noticed that a few of the players in my market who do both band and solo acoustic, some prominent people, have um, picked up with a female singer and have made an acoustic duo act. And I just noticed that. And particularly, you know have any designs to do that necessarily and then one day the um fiddler for viva la muerte which is a band that i've been a pickup guitarist with for quite some time now um reached out to me she and i harmonize on quite a few songs at in in that band and um and asked if i'd like to put something like that together with her and um so we have been and we've, we've now rehearsed twice um her name is taylor Coldiron. yeah and so the name we're going with is Coldiron iron ray which okay we think is pretty pretty cool name pretty pretty good name um the problem is i made a little logo in um just because i need to put our name on something i opened up uh pages and made a little text art logo that um when you look at it you're like that is clearly a law firm <laughs> so that's not great um uh provisional logo temporary logo um that i don't even really want on anything um We rehearsed uh, now twice, and we have about eleven songs stage ready, including some really, really killer duet harmony things. We totally crush "Africa" by Toto. Yeah, we um, we got um, "Stop Dragging My Heart Around" together in an epic fashion at our last rehearsal, Um, and a bunch of others. Uh, She, um, you know, here's the thing about this this young lady. She is um, she's twenty. Okay, she's twenty, and um, so. Uh, most of my repertoire is older than her. <laughs> and, um, and so she, uh, to her credit, and this is really, this is really my only criteria for working with people. Um, almost ever is that she comes having done the work. She comes, she, she by God learns the songs. Yeah. And, um, and it's great. she never, she didn't really know the name Stevie Nicks, <laughs> you know, <laughs> it's hard for me to fathom, but it's but it's true. Um, I also had dreams on our list, and um, she just that was just she didn't that one was one too many for her to oh, yeah? get to know. We, we're we're saving that one for next time. Um, but the harmonies between us have always been good in this in this other band, and you know the song that we did it on there was um, "Friend of the Devil" because Viva la Muerte is essentially a dead tribute band with a lot of originals that are very dead like. But yeah. we covered Friend of the Devil and she and I harmonized with the lead singer for that. So um we didn't even have to rehearse that. We just nailed it. And then um and then a bunch of others. And and um so I, I'm literally starting up a new project right now, and it's it's um it's really great. It's really exciting and really interesting. And she and I are texting like all these ideas and song ideas, and she keeps surprising me. I'm, as I was driving home today, she texted, We need to do horse with no name. Okay. And I was like, you are 20. How do you, what? <laughs> there's, there's no reason you should know that song. Um, it wouldn't be the first America song I'd pick. No, no. It's good harmonies though. Yeah. So, <laughs> well, so that was, that was the conversation. Then, Um, you know, I went ahead and made a bad logo. um, And then I thought, I seem to recall somebody advising that um, we have like a whole branding conversation before starting. Oh girl girl yeah. I, I can't, you I may, can't recall who that was. You may recall something about yeah. that in episode four of some podcast somewhere. Yep. yeah <clears throat> So, um, we did, we had that conversation and we are clear, um, a couple of things. We are very diverse in what we cover. We are not locked into being like party band, but we're also not going to limit ourselves to just, you know, pretty harmony stuff. there will be some energy to it. And, um, uh you know we're going to kind of play with um our ages and our sizes i'm also quite large and she's quite small so okay. that's going to be part of what's fun about us is like that um and um and then i was able to take all those things and go to a friend of mine former coworker of mine who is an artist and designer and does like hand drawn vintage sort of things mm-hmm. and uh commission a logo from him that you know, draws from all those things and, and I've seen his work and I'm, I have complete faith that he's going to come up with something that um, I couldn't have possibly predicted, but totally nails. Awesome. What we've determined um, at our rehearsal this last week, I took a bunch of video and I'm busy assembling it into something that can be promo. I, I need some, um, you know, I need that logo and I need probably to build maybe a couple other pieces of brand, collateral to do that but mm-hmm. um, but you know very soon we'll have some promo stuff up we have a Facebook page that has almost a hundred likes on it now and um,
0: you the know hundred are always easy it's the oh you know it's the rest of the yeah like, the yeah, stuff. yeah for
1: sure yeah the first hundred are almost free um, yeah I think the clanky lincoln's gave a t-shirt to our hundredth liker at a, like our very first gig or second oh, or yeah. something. yeah smart Um, um yeah Anyway, so, you know, there is something very special about starting up a new project and and thinking through who you're going to be and what you're going to do and how it's going to sound and what the instrumentation is going to be. And, um, you know, Taylor plays guitar some. She's, she's, um, she's a fiddler, really. Um, yeah. Um, so we tried out. Um, stopped dragging my heart around with her on guitar so I could hit those lead licks in the intro yeah. and the part in the middle because they're just so tasty. Um, and then when well, that wasn't exactly working we put her on fiddle to hit those lead licks and that was awesome yeah so you know it's like a new opportunity to play around with new instrumentation and um it's just all really exciting it's really exciting and and um and an opportunity for me i think to um walk my talk a little bit in terms of the order in which the branding thinking needs to get done um i very much i very nearly didn't (laughs) walk my talk but i but i walked (laughs) back i walked it back to my talk and so um So we're good to go on that. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. So
0: you guys have already started gigging out though, haven't you?
1: No. Well, she came and did three or four tunes with me at a solo show. I had a couple of weeks ago Yeah, and that went really well. And we had some of her family there and a couple of friends and, um, and all my regulars were, were out for that. So, yeah. Um, so they're now probably her regulars too. And, um, yeah. So, and she and I've had good, good stage energy for a long time now. And, um, yeah, it's going to be she's, – she's a lot of fun. She's really good to work with. And, and my – part of my mission with her that um, I told her is my secret plan for her is to develop her into a front person. She's currently um, fairly comfortable in her skin on stage, but not – she doesn't stand 10 feet tall and breathe fire like a front person needs to. Yeah, and,
0: more of like a side man kind of. Yeah, she'll let That's me talk to the
1: crowd. She's not going to be part of that. Like I want to get to where we're joking with each other on mic and talking to the crowd together and um, – you know that's that's sort of the playfulness of the energy that I want to have, and yeah. um, she's not quite she's not quite loose enough to do that yet. So, um, but she'll get there. She'll totally get there, and she's she she can see that we've talked about that, and she she can see that she could get there, and doesn't yeah. quite see. You know, it's just it's. I think in part that's just a matter of stage hours under your feet. Totally, um, that kind of
0: comfort. you got to be terrible at something so you can learn to be not so terrible at it. I think that's
1: how that saying goes. Jake the dog said that, didn't he? <laughs> I think so. <laughs> yeah, in uh,
0: in Adventure Time
1: or some mm-hmm. some sort of. Mm-hmm. It's not well, quite sucking that, at think. something is the first step to being kind of good at something. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. It takes a lot of work to get people to a gig. When they do show up, make sure they can see you. Put your band in the spotlight with Chauvet DJ Entertainment Lighting that is affordable, reliable, easy to use, and easy to set up and tear down. But most of all, Chauvet DJ is the brand of entertainment lighting that creates better audience experiences at your gigs by adding dynamic visual looks and moods to perfectly suit the music you're playing. Imagine dramatic color changes, dynamic strobes and chases, and even blackouts at the end of songs. All possible with just a step on a foot pedal or the touch of a button on a mobile device using Chauvet DJ's Bluetooth or DMX technology. Being in a cover band is a performing art that uses audio and visual production. So, don't rock in the dark. Set your band apart from the competition with professional lighting you can load right in your car along with all your other gear. Small effort, big results. Don't just rock, rock in the spotlight with Chauvet DJ. Learn more at www.chauvetdj.com. That's C-H-A-U-V-E-T-D-J.com. So,
0: um, I just wanted to kind of dovetail that conversation into something that literally dropped in our inbox roughly 20 minutes before, uh, this episode uh, was was recorded. Um, our good friend, Ryan O'Leary, who I believe has reached out to us before, um, sent a, uh, a message to us with a couple of uh, three questions in particular, all around rehearsals Ah, practices. Perfect. So can you give any tips about band practice? How long and how often do you recommend? And can you give a rundown of how you learn a new song as a band? Cool. So um, I'll go ahead and I guess lead off there since we've been kind of in the, in the middle of it. Um, How long and how often really kind of depend on the, level of competency of your players and the, uh, cohesiveness of your live show. You know, once you guys kind of have something going and you've got like a vibe established, um, you may not need to get together quite as often. Um, you know, we try and fail regularly, uh, to get together for rehearsal at least once a month. Um, but like for these, this gig coming up, we've, we've been, we've done two weeks in a row, which is very atypical for us. Um, and when we are in our busy season, we don't rehearse at all. Um, we are not a band that does a ton of rehearsing. Um, and then the rundown of how we learn new songs. Um, typically, you know, if, uh, if we have decided to add a new song, um, we'll send out some sort of reference. And um, if there's a track to it, uh, I will go to karaoke version. And I've created learn files on a Google Drive for all parts. So there's a guitar learn part, there's a bass learn part, and there's a BGV learn part um, that I send to all my players. And then typically we will either do it, we will practice it at rehearsal, or we will try it at a sound check for a show. Um, that is how we have typically onboarded uh, new music. Um, and with this particular, um, you know, big chunk of songs coming up, um, you know, we just sat in a room and cranked them out. And, um, we, once we get that established, um, we'll probably have to have a couple more rehearsals before we can do like a full two seventy five minute set kind of, uh, evening, but, uh, we are well on our way. And typically my, um, my assumption for my players is that if I tell them that we're going to be playing a song at a show on a particular date that they will show up prepared to play it. Yep. And that a simple run through it soundcheck would be sufficient to, uh, add it to the set list that night. So that's where that's how we operate that's good, and then quarterly we might do like a vocal rehearsal, just make sure the you know harmonies are tight and that kind of thing um but that's kind of more of a you know tightening the screws type thing that we don't do very often
1: right, right. I think I would say we're pretty similar um and I think it, it, it as as you implied or maybe just said right out loud um <laughs> I said th- I said this the quiet part out loud. Yeah, yeah. It depends on where you are in your sort of band startup life cycle. Yeah. Um when we were first coming together and getting ready for our first few gigs, we were gigging, we were rehearsing weekly um whether we had a gig <laughs> that week or not. We were our first, you know, in we were building we were building a book um of songs uh for the first year Even while we were gigging, you know, we would be playing some of them, but then have another handful that we were working up. Um, Over the last year or so, as we've gigged much more often, we have only rehearsed when we've um, gotten bored with the songs we're playing and need to onboard some new ones. Um, That is going to be happening next week. Uh, I think the amount of time, you know, and and then with... The acoustic duo, since that's brand new and we basically have no book, it's going to be weekly rehearsals um, or even more often sometimes we can catch them. Um, Let's see. How long should a rehearsal go? Long enough that you've rehearsed. I think – see, part of the thing that you're doing in rehearsal, especially if you are not in the practice of gigging, if you're not actively out there, part of what rehearsal is for is to build stamina at standing up and playing. Yeah, and um, because nobody in their practicing of their instrument stands and plays for three hours. It's just not a right. way that you practice in your own house. But when you get together to rehearse, that's part of what it is. You're building the vocal chops that it takes to do a show for that long, three or four mm-hmm. hours. You're building the hand strength, the leg and back, and like just le- the physically the what it takes <laughs> to actually stand there and deliver. Yeah, and, totally. And and so you sh- you know your your rehears your rehearsals should um account for that and, and you know, like, like any workout, start small and build to where they need to be. Yeah.
0: Um, I I think the other thing that I would add to that is that, um, those, those early rehearsals are where you're building chemistry with the players. Oh, for sure. Yes. Um, kind of learning what makes people tick and like rehearsal, rehearsal is one of those is, is an opportunity for you to, to swing big, um, You know, try things out, you know, do something goofy, do something creative or, you know, musically brave to see if you can pull it off. Totally. Um, It's kind of a place where uh, creativity can be fostered and uh, harnessed and you guys can kind of spitball new concepts or creative ways of ending songs or doing transitions and that kind of thing. Um, It can be a really great exchange of ideas. Um, I, I understand why a lot of people like to quote unquote, get together in a room and jam. Um, even though that's not really something that I, that really gets me off uh, creatively, but I, I understand the, um, the importance of kind of creating chemistry between players for sure.
1: Yeah. I think, I think one really important takeaway from what you just said, Adam, is that you want to make sure the rehearsal room is a zero failure kind of place.
0: Oh yeah. hundred percent.
1: That like, no matter how it goes, what we're doing here is learning. There's no, you know, nobody needs to feel bad about any anything in there. Yeah. Um, the, well, I still don't want it to be a feeling bad thing, but you should also be clear that showing up unprepared is a party foul.
0: Yeah, no. It, the, the other thing that we need to um, kind of hit home is that rehearsal is for rehearsing. Rehearsal is not for practicing. That's right. Those things are not the same. Nope. So you what need is, to do all of your yeah, – go
1: ahead. What and, is practicing then, Adam? What is that?
0: Practicing is the thing that you do by yourself where you learn the, how the song goes. You don't need to be doing You don't, that. – that is time that you are spending making sure that you are prepared to play with other people. Um, that is not something to be done uh, around other people. It is disrespectful to other members of your group to show up to a rehearsal and be learning the song. You yeah. should already have the song.
1: Yep. If you come what to you rehearsal mean, and make me teach you the song, I don't love that. No. If you come a second time and make me teach you a second time – there won't be a third time.
0: Yeah, those are big problems. Yeah. Now, I mean, there there are exceptions to that rule. Like if you are um if you've got a sub and he's here for rehearsal, like he needs to know how you play the song. And you've got to figure out, you know, this I cover this part and you cover that part and that kind of thing. Yeah,
1: but that's different but, from it's in G.
0: Yeah. A hundred percent.
1: He needs to come knowing it's in G.
0: Of course. You don't know I mean? yeah, and and there's nothing there's nothing worse for a a band leader than to have somebody walk into a rehearsal. Um, and then re- you realize that they haven't put the work in. Um, one time, oh, there's one, th- there is one thing worse. Well, there, it, it, there are very few. Um, the, uh, well,
1: the one thing that's worse is when they walk into the gig and you realize they still didn't put the work
0: in. Well, so let me, let me tell you a little story. Please. Um, when, when members was just getting started, we got an offer to do like two gigs in one weekend and no one was available but it was like five grand on the table wow so it was kind of like i need to figure out a way to make this work and i never honestly i should have just turned them both down um that was the this was one of those situations where um we were just getting started and i wanted to i wanted to say yes because i wanted to be the band that said yes you know what i mean Mm -hmm. um so i put together a band like all players nobody was a regular and um I got a recommendation for a drummer and um, you know, we had talked and he was like, Oh yeah, I got this. Da, 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 da. We showed up to rehearsal the first night and um, he knew nothing. And um, I, we were all standing in the room, like looking at this guy and um, he was completely clueless. And that the very next day I said, Hey man, I'm, I'm not putting you on these, on these dates. You didn't put the work in and I'm not, I'm not willing to risk it. And he um, had the nerve to come back to me and and challenge my assessment of his playing.
1: Mm. Bold. Uh,
0: yeah, it was bold. And um, he was like, you need to pay me for these gigs, even though I'm not going to play them. And I said, yeah, I'm not going to do that. I was like, I'll tell you what, I'll give you, you know, I think I had three them like 30, 40 bucks for the rehearsal. Yeah. Um, and it was worth it shelling that money out and making him go away, uh, and getting a professional in there because he does, it was very clear from, th- from that moment on, like, he just didn't understand what it took to do that kind of gig. And so like in your case where you're saying, well, oh, when they walk into, walk into the show and you realize they still haven't done the work, like I wasn't even, we, I, he, we didn't even make it home that night. And I, I had already, I, 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 called four other guys and got somebody to fill in yeah for that thing. So but now he's a tour manager for a very big name country artist that I'm not going to name. Probably doesn't um, need to do music very thing, well, does he? Well, he doesn't have to learn the music. That's right. But um, he, he's, he's doing fine. Well, everybody, good. everybody's good.
1: We all ended up happy. Yep. But yeah, it was. Uh,
0: uh, I don't recommend that. It was. No. It was. It was a bad weekend. No, but listen, you know, no, one right. of
1: the things that rehearsal does is it flushes that sort of problem out, so you can yep. deal with it in the room and you know get things straightened out.
0: Yep. You know, it, for and with it's it's hard to it's hard to get people in a room, um, especially when there's no money exchange. And for some guys, you may have to pay them for rehearsals. Yeah. Um, and most of the guys who charge for rehearsals are worth it. Yes. Um, yeah. So don't necessarily write somebody off simply because they ask for one of those things. Um. But that's, that's typically going to be the exception and not the rule. Most people are, are down to get in a room and play together. Um, these two dates that we've got coming up, uh, we've got uh, a sub guitar player. Um, and I wanted just to get in the room, just kind of, you know, see what he was about and the vibe in the rehearsal was awesome. Like everybody had a good time. Cool. We were, you know, the, the mood was light, but the creativity was high. And, um, you know, it, it, when, when you have those moments, last week I, I was just sitting there going, this is why I love playing music. Yeah. Yeah. Good. And that felt good.
1: Good. Good. Cause I've
0: been so stressed out about these, these gigs and now I'm kind of like, oh, I I don't need to be stressed out about yeah. this. This is yeah. actually going to be fun. It's all going to be good. Yeah. That's great. Which is hard for me <laughs> <laughs> yeah. as you may or may not have <laughs> taken from the 67 other episodes <laughs> um, that we've done. I've had a biggest stress ball. Yeah, yeah. I'm doing better, man. You are, and, you
1: are, no, you really are.
0: You know, there's w- another, I've got, we've got a lot of ideas for episodes. You know, we, you would think that we'd be done by now. Um, <laughs> but we've got some, uh, we've got some cool interviews coming up and, and I want to do, I want to do a, an episode specifically about self care for musicians, because I think that's an un underserved, if not completely unserved, yeah. um, environment for people who do what we do
1: well. And you know, so traditionally they musicians take care of themselves in ways that are not, you know, healthy very in very a careful. broader sense. Yeah. You know, so yeah. It's and some,
0: to, some of our hosts do that too. I have no idea what you're talking about. Yeah. Me neither. But Like hypothetically, hypothetically. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yes. I think it's a really important topic.
0: hundred percent. Well, I hope that that was encouraging for you guys. Um, if you have any questions, do what Ryan did. Email us at uh, CoverBandConfidential at gmail.com. Um, if you haven't seen the stuff on YouTube, go check it out. Leave a comment. Uh, give us a thumbs up. Uh, if you have done all those other things, but you haven't left us a review for the podcast, go on to your uh, podcast platform of choice and uh, give us a review. You know, we we still feel like there's a, there's a lot of growth opportunity here. And um, we think that, you know people like it sometimes. So. Seem to. (laughs) Sure. So share it. (laughs) it
1: Surprises me every time, but yes, seem to.
0: Yep. You know, numbers, you know, kind of fluctuate and stuff, but, um, you know, for us, we see the number, I I don't know about Dan. I check the numbers every day. Um, I care a lot about this project. I think it's, um, it's been it's been beneficial for me personally, so I'm I'm definitely invested Dude, in it. I made a spreadsheet
1: um, to analyze the numbers. Are you kidding me? It's
0: true. He did. But um, you know, just celebrating small victories. Um, this podcast has been uh listened to over eleven thousand times. Come on. Which is pretty incredible when yeah. you think about it.
1: Yep. Um and from all over the world.
0: All over the world. All different countries, all different all different perspectives. It's just um I am incredibly grateful for uh, the opportunity. And uh, while we don't really always know what we're talking about, um, I appreciate you guys listening to us as if we might. (laughs) (laughs) Well said. Uh, Anyway. Uh, Yeah. Good vibes all around. Yep. Virtual high fives across uh, your podcast distribution service.
1: Got Anything else to add? Um, Just... Some numbers.
0: What, what numbers?
1: I don't know. They add.
0: They do. But keep. let's keep adding to them. Indeed. More. Always. More, more numbers. Indeed. Well, guys, uh, once again, thank, thank you for your continued support, for tuning in. Um, we managed to get this one in under 40 minutes, so go us. Boom. Uh, from
1: Atlanta, Georgia, I am Adam Johnson. From Greensboro, North Carolina, Dan Ray. You have
0: been listening to the Coverman Confidential Podcast, episode 68.